Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but mm-hmm. every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've, we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and, uh, I have filled my cup this year. (laughs) So we're bringing you, uh, a second edition of, uh, what we consider our choice cuts, greatest hits, uh, our favorite episodes after one year, after the entire year, going back and looking at everything that we've done was really kind of cool um, learning about a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it, it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And June the 6th, that would be 6-6, we bring you three albums mm. and three episodes from Miles Davis. We did Milestones as part of the Albums that heavily impacted your music experience. On April 27th, we did the soundtrack to Elevator to the Gallows on March the 17th. And Kind of Blue on November the 15th. We also did one with Live Newport, but we're we're just going to stack the three because I think that's enough Miles Davis for everybody for a day. <laughs> well, that was a combo effort too. Mm, true, 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 true. Um, yeah, but these, if you're really looking to go over and above, and I, yeah, and after listening to Kind of Blue, I would almost do it in the order that you said: Milestones, Elevator to the Gallows, Kind of Blue. That's why I put it in there. Yeah, I mean, Elevator to the Gallows is the one of my favorite soundtracks of all time just because of how it was the recorded story it's amazing about that is just unbelievable you no one would ever do that now no, no you couldn't do that no studio would allow anyone to do that there's and, too much and, money and, on and, the line yeah, and, and miles davis trusting miles davis to just play yeah you don't trust anybody to just play no there's not enough faith anymore and, man and kind of blue quite possibly the greatest jazz album ever recorded with a lineup that is just possibly the greatest lineup of any album of all time and yes i said all time uh milestones which is the my introduction to the greatest trumpet player of all time i mean well one of the top i think louis armstrong is up there as well there's there's quite a few clifford brown there's a few there's a few there's quite a few but he's clearly the biggest jazz name that there ever has been miles gets the spotlight every time yeah um, but these three albums, um, such fantastic stories with all of them. And, and I'm not great- as big into jazz as Jay is, um, oh, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't dislike jazz. Yeah. Um, but this was a fun, you know, as we discussed, fun time for me to learn a little bit something 
more about something I was not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's why we do this. Exactly. And there's some players. One of, one of the tricks that I learned, it took me way too long to learn this about jazz music. Whenever you're listening to an album that you really like, go through, find the players that are on it, then go search them. And, like, then you'll find out all the – it's like it's a rabbit hole of – that's how I found out, you know, Cannonball Adderley. That's how I was listening to all of these different people that that lead you to people like, you know, Benny Green and all these, you know, you, you end up at the saxophone colossus every time. Let me just give – let me just cut to the chase. You're going to end the Sonny Rollins saxophone colossus every time. And you're standing <laughs> in front of a whiteboard making a branch yeah, yeah. on every yeah, tree. You're, yeah, you got the you got the 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 string and up at the top, tied to you're tapes. Like, you're coming up with the ancestry of cool. You know, <laughs> oh, that's and so great. That's that's where the ancestry of cool. Technically, you come to the birth of the cool. The birth of the cool. <laughs> well, you know, if pee in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> Album for the day, April 27th, is Milestones by Miles Davis, and it was released September the 2nd of 1958 on Columbia Records, recorded on February the 4th and March the 4th of 1958 at Columbia 30th Street Studio in New York City. What a... Man, if you if you're into like bebop, hard bop, post bop, uh, Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Coltrane, that kind of stuff, you're you've clearly already listened to this record. If you don't know this anything, this is probably what got you into. If it. you don't know any of the words that just came out of my mouth, please go visit this record. Um, this record um, has got Miles Davis on trumpet, Cannonball Adderley on the alto sax, Coltrane on tenor sax, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on the double bass, and Philly Joe Jones on uh, the drums. So basically, Miles Davis was like, hmm, well, that kind of blue thing, you know, like, if, if you're into the kind of blue, like, that, the only difference of the lineup is this Bill the, Evans and Jimmy Cobb. Like This was the first great quintet, mm-hmm. but augmented to be a sextet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, re- replacing Bill Evans with Red Garland and Philly Joe Jones with Jimmy Cobb, you have the same lineup uh, uh, or you know, of, of Kind of Blue. And it, it's just, it's one of those things where sitting back and listening to this album from beginning to end... It's just a masterpiece, and it's Miles Davis absolutely just creating a whole nother work of art where you sit back going, my goodness, this is why he's Miles Davis. It's why he's Miles Davis. I mean, this is this is like, you know, what we did with the soundtracks and the elevator to the gallows, you know. Oh. what What kind of narcissistic artist would ever even begin to attempt to do some of the improvisation that he attempted. Well, that's the thing is that when, when you have a backing band like this, you can do anything you want. And this is like right in, like this is one of those modal phase jazz records that taught 
everybody how to play, you know? And it was like revisiting, like Coltrane getting back into this lineup was the thing that was like, this taught Coltrane how to be a better player. And like Miles Davis, you know, yeah, he had several of the greatest jazz records of all time. But the thing that was great about this record and kind of blue, it taught other jazz players how to be better. And like the, and yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where uh, the, the modal way of jazz and the the modal phrasing it it, it is it, it's not it, it's never going to get better than it is on kind of blue and this record it's just not you know and it taught all the other people how to do it and while he was getting better and doing other things they were catching up to him and that was the whole that's why that's the point that's the whole point yeah so the first two songs uh, were recorded on February the fourth. And then starting at two bass hit, uh, everything else was recorded on March the 4th. And I say it that way because the original album uh, just had two bass hit, Miles, uh, Billy Boy, and Straight No Chaser. And then when they reissued it on CD, they put the two bass hit, Milestones, and Straight No Chaser from March the 4th. Uh, as extra tracks so it's interesting to hear you know same group of people same uh, everything did it a little it's a little different it's but little not different. but not not enough to where you're like oh wow what if you're a, a game huge changer. fan you'll pick it up yeah oh yeah yeah but it's but it yeah um and they uh they renamed dr jekyll to dr jackal on the uh later releases um so you'll know which if you have an original pressing it'll be dr jekyll but the uh the uh jackie mclean is who wrote the song and that's why they titled it dr jackal and that's why they changed the name so it's a little interesting little tidbit there oh i thought that was a shout out to jesse james dupree oh maybe (laughs) maybe you never know oh gosh yeah, uh, the the uh, straight no chaser um, is a cover of Thelonious Monk, um, and and that that to me it's a you know nearly eleven minute track that is just truly inspirational. Um, it's one of those things where you just sit back going, my goodness, like even when it starts. I mean, Monk's version of that song is fantastic. It, and, and right when you think you know, man, that could never be touched. Oh well, here comes Miles. You should Davis. check this out, though. Yeah, here comes Miles Davis and John Coltrane and Red Garland and Paul Chambers, and it's just like, uh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, they definitely should have done that. It, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, and it's perfectly played. And you can hear on the alternate take that they didn't use. It's just a little bit shorter. It's just like it's it's played at. A, I mean, it's a fraction of a tempo increase. And like, there's a couple little solos that are a little bit different and it's just, it, yeah, it, it's, it's worth listening to. If you're a jazz fan, go in, check it out. It's amazing. It's, it's an adventure <laughs> just like, uh, all good albums are. Oh man. This has been instrumental to pretty much everything that ever came after. Oh, yeah. is that, 
Is that about fair? That's 100% fair. Because you had the players that mattered on this record, you know, and it was like, and everybody was trying to be as cool as Miles Davis. And yeah, I mean, when Coltrane comes back to the band, I mean, you have John Coltrane being like, mm, yeah, I'm going to get in on that too. Like, d- y- y- you're never going to touch it. You're never going to touch it. But yeah, definitely check this out. Uh, album for the day today, April 27th, is Milestones by Miles Davis. Um, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. And feel free to shoot us your requests at album the number four the day at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you tomorrow. Straight No Chaser is such a great song. They named a band after it. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Album for the day for March the 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. We're going to go to France. <laughs> um, today we focus on Ascensure pour l'échafaud. Mm-hmm. which is the soundtrack to Elevator to the Gallows, constructed by Miles Davis. Mm. Yeah, this is a really, really cool album. Um, the basic setup of this is the producers played the most most well-known scenes for the movie to Miles Davis and a four-piece band in a theater. And they wrote the entire soundtrack in one night, played it live, and recorded it that night while watching the movie. Uh, and and um, jazz critic Phil Johnson said that it is the loneliest trumpet sound you will ever hear. And I have a tendency to agree with him. I mean, there's a lot of it's a it's a French movie, so it's very noir. It's a lot of like walking scenes through town and that kind of thing. And it's just this empty street feel of what this soundtrack is and what Miles Davis brings to the table that a lot of other people and trumpet players don't is the emotion that's attached. I don't know why. It's like listening to like Santana play the guitar. You don't know why it sounds that way moves you but it moves you and this is an album that really really gets to the heart of why miles davis is miles davis well and if you have any questions about the credibility of this as a miles davis project you need look no further than this came immediately before milestones Mm. and kind of blue yeah and yeah, to say that he was putting out trash yeah. right before that yeah, no, is, is a silly thing yeah. for you to say. Ni- so 1958. This so is this very is, underrated, yeah. and it's from his peak period. I mean, he's so peak right now. He was like, you'd like for us to do the soundtrack to your movie that we've never seen. Play it for me live. I'll, I'll, I'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just, and it's amazing. And it comes the out. The confidence you would have to have yeah. to even undertake that. Yeah. And, and to the, the, the quality of musicians that he chose to play with. The confidence in your team. Yeah, I too. mean, that's yes. just, it's unbelievable. And, and the backing band is very quiet. It's very diminished. It's very solid. It's just a back, it's like a backtrack where it's just like this. Oh, Kenny just, Clark's in there oh, again. And it is just, and it's my, it's Miles Davis being Miles Davis. Um, but this album, don't, don't miss it. The movie, um, you, you, I mean, you, there's actually YouTube videos that actually they recorded, filmed Miles Davis playing while watching the movie. So you can actually see him recording this soundtrack. I'll, I'll, I'll try to post some of that as well on our, uh, on our, on our Twitter page. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely don't miss this. If you're a jazz fan, Miles Davis fan, definitely check this one out. Yeah. I love the fact that this is so underrated that, you know, most people, most don't people, people don't, don't even, even have, I did not. Yeah. I'm, I will readily admit this yeah. was new to me Yeah, and I feel bad that I have not yeah, I, seen this I, I've, before. I've, I've listened to it many times over the years and I think that the story behind it is so cool and, and again, not many people know it. And that's why I was like, man, we got to do this one. <laughs> Indeed. Well, awesome. Uh, album for the day today uh, is Elevator to the Gallows, uh, but you will find it as Ascensure pour le chauffeur. Uh, I'm sorry if the French there is uh, completely butchered. I apologize to every French person out there. Uh, but uh, uh, follow us. Uh, give us a follow. Subscribe wherever you listen to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day and shoot us a request at album the number four the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we will see you tomorrow. But since it's French and you know Marie Antoinette was a super snotty person, is that why we have an elevator to the effing gallows? <laughs> it is, it is. Give them cake <laughs> and give me my elevator before you cut my head off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Album for the day, November 15th, as we continue with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees breakthrough album. Today, we go with Kind of Blue from Miles Davis. And he was inducted in 2006 by Herbie Hancock. Perfect induction. Perfect yeah. induction. The only other... No, it no. couldn't get any more perfect. No. Maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but that would be... I was going to say Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, possibly. That but might no. be cool. Her- Herbie but Hancock. That's better. Perfect. Yeah, Herbie Hancock's perfect. So this album was recorded on March 2nd and April 22nd of 1959 at Columbia 30th Street Studios in New York City and released August 17th of 1959 on Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. This yeah. album is features a sextet mm-hmm. uh, that Miles Davis leads, and obviously he is on the trumpet. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also features John Coltrane on sax, Julian Cannonball Adderley on sax, Bill Evans on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And it also features a new pianist, Wynton Kelly, on Freddie Freeloader in the place of Evans. Mm-hmm. This is widely regarded as three things. The greatest jazz record, Miles Davis's masterpiece, and the greatest album of all time. I, I, yes. It's hard to... All three of those things. We could have a debate on all three of those. I mean, Miles Davis, he is the heaviest hitter in jazz, period. There's nobody that really comes close to him. I mean, you could say Coltrane, maybe Louis Armstrong... But nobody is ever going to command the respect that Miles Davis did. And one of the major reasons for that is this album. Well, this was a huge transition for him. And yeah. uh, when he and Bill Evans started working together, um, that was kind of Miles Davis's catalyst to depart from what they called hard bop. And that was his style, and move more toward experimenting with musical modes. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually continued to expand on the the modal approach for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. They kind of used it a little bit on milestones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they had kind of gotten into it with stuck milestones. My, stuck my toe in the pool. Yeah, and then it was like he understood he. The thing about Miles Davis is he learned from every experience that he had, and he took it to and used it to make himself a better musician. And when he started using that on Milestones, it was kind of that thing of like, oh, okay, I can see where this can take me. And then when he got Coltrane and these and Bill Evans and Cannonball Adderley, when they he, when he got him into the studio. He kind of would explain the song, but not necessarily chart everything out and say, you got to play this note, this note, this note. It was much more about the improvisation. Well, and, I mean, he he actually just, like, he was like, no, we're not going to have rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And all he would do was give them, like, scales and melody lines mm-hmm. and be like, stay in here. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Stay in your wheelhouse. And we're not going to do anything. You bring that info that I told you to prepare for. You do the same. You do the same. You do the same. You do the same. Mm-hmm. And okay, roll the tape. Yeah. And there was a there was a stretch where it was believed that they did the whole album on like the first take, and that's false. Which is not exactly true. They they did multiple takes. But they did Mo- record it live. Yeah, but they did record everything as it was. Like, they were playing this album as you hear it. You know, it wasn't necessarily the first take, but I, it didn't take many from all accounts. No, but there's there's no way to overdub yeah. on something like this. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, on a nine-minute song, like... Yeah we got to start all over mm-hmm. kind of thing. So in the smooth nature of this album, it is just, I mean, starting off with, so what, so what's awesome is just amazing. And like, and the, the, the thing is, is like Freddie freeloader is pretty good, but it's not, it, 
I, you can almost hear the difference in the band just with that simple piano player replacement. Um, Blue and Green is, it, it's just one of those things where it just blows my mind every time I hear it. Um, and it, it, this whole, it's, you can put this record on in any occasion. In, you can put it as a dinner record, as a party record, as a, and it's just, it fits every occasion. And that's, that's why it's been influential on jazz, rock, and classical artists, genres, just the whole scene across the board. Yeah. If you did anything, do anything, I would argue that sensibilities from this also affected country music. Oh, I mean, everything. They've if, affected artists if, if you, more than they've affected genres. Yeah, and if, so many artists are bending the genres yeah, now. Yeah. If you play music, you've listened to this and you've gone, holy cow, what, what, I need to listen to this again and again and again and again. It's that amazing. And one example of that is Mm Q-Tip said, quote, it's like the Bible. You just have one in your house. You do. I have three. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. If one breaks, I have a backup. They don't want to go without. (laughs) I'm not going to go without. I'm not going to go without. I remember a guy that had seven copies of Tupelo Honey by Dan Morrison. Well, that's that's a bit excessive. That's a bit excessive. I don't know. If he had seven, honey. If he had seven copies of Kind of Blue, I'm on his. I'm on his boat. I'm I'm in there. I'm rowing with him. Yeah, you're right. I'd have right. I'd have the eighth paddle. That's not a paddle. That's a copy of Tupelo Honey. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I mean, it was added to the Library of Congress National Recording Registry. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, I think a lot of times I'll use the words, it's almost a perfect record. I think this might be the only time I would ever use the words, this is the perfect record. Somebody sneezed in the background of one of those tracks, so I'm going to say close, but no sneeze. We're still talking about that sneeze. It's a perfect sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) It was right in time, man. That is hard to argue, man. Yeah. It makes me feel kind of blue. Well, today's album for the day, uh, November the 15th, is Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast, and feel free to email us uh, with your requests at album the number four the day at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> After starting the podcast, you can search for the album. Use the three dots and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!